Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Always wanted to hear the real deal when it comes to fitness, health, nutrition, and physical well-being? This is Dave's Power Half Hour, hosted by Tasha Makia. They don't pull any punches. You'll only get the truth about how you get healthier mentally, physically, and emotionally. And now, here's Tasha Makia and Big Dave. Welcome to Big Dave's Power Half Hour. Big Dave and Tasha Makia, we are in the building. What's up? What's up? What's up? We have someone really, really cool here today. We have somebody really, really special in the building today, and I'm super excited about this, but... Last week, the week before, I think a few weeks going into this week, right? I've been kind of skeptical about the whole COVID vaccine. I think a lot of our listeners... You always have been. I mean, I have been. And um, we are masked up today because, again, we do have a doctor in the building who's going to answer a lot of our questions and, and kind of give us a little, more, a little bit more insight when it comes to the vaccinations and things like that. But I've been nervous about it. You have been, and I was skeptical as well, but I did it. I and I was plus. shocked. So I come into the gym. I go. I train with Dave every morning at 6 a.m., and he's walking around like nothing. And, you know, he's just like, yeah, I went and got the jab today. And I'm like, okay, which one? Because there's so many freaking yeah, ones, right? Right. He got the Johnson & Johnson, had no problems. And that was right before everything yeah, was paused. I got mine literally, what, 48 hours prior I feel like we were in the gym and then yeah. we saw the news yep. go, hi, right. we're pausing it nationwide. Yeah. And then my boy Chris was going to go get it on Tuesday. Right. But they called him from Walgreens that Tuesday morning because okay. Tuesday was when they kind of said, hey, we're putting a halt to it. Yeah. And, you know, obviously predicated on the clotting and mm-hmm. the, the side effects. So that was basically what he did. Yeah. So he's rescheduled technically and they said they get back to him. So I don't know. I just think that right now is a time where a lot of people are just I think for me personally being on social media because we have to do that with what we do for right. a living. I think some people are jumping on the bandwagon and doing for possibly the wrong reasons or not having the right information. So that's why today from Denver Health in the building. Welcome, Dr. Meta. Okay, so I'm really excited that Dr. Meta is here because we're going to answer some of the questions. Now, we put up these posts all over social media that allowed a lot of our podcast listeners and our listeners from KS1075 to get involved. And we have a lot of questions to get into today. So, Dr. Meta, again, thank you so much for being here. So, with vaccinations in Colorado and just everything that we've been going through, what, 14, 15 months possibly? Why do you think it's so important for all of Colorado to get vaccinated? Well, thanks so much for having me. Of course. And hopefully the information that we can provide today helps people make the best informed decision for themselves. I am a pulmonary and critical care doctor. I've spent a lot of the last year in the intensive care unit. 
and I have seen the pandemic firsthand. Mm. I have seen people get sick. I have luckily seen people recover and be able to return to their families, which has been fantastic. But I have seen way too many, both young people, old people, white, black, Hispanic, Mm. die from COVID. Wow. COVID is deadly and it is dangerous. And it not only does it, uh, can it kill people? Right. If you do get sick and survive, we know that there's a lot of long-term sequelae of COVID. Wow. So it goes beyond the two weeks of being sick if you survive. If you're one of those lucky people that just has a mild illness, six months later, you can be dealing with other issues like ongoing shortness of breath, confusion, fatigue. So COVID really is something that all of us should take very seriously. Okay. It is super dangerous. Right. It's not the flu. Okay. And I know that that's Thank been you out for there saying in that. social media. It is not the flu. It is something very different. Completely different. Yeah. So now that you said that with the flu, like I feel like, and you correct me if I'm wrong at all times during the podcast, please. But I feel like since COVID has got so much of our attention, all eyes are on COVID, 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 COVID. What happened to the flu? So this year was actually great from an influenza perspective. So when we say the flu, we're talking about the influenza virus. Right. My influenza vaccine back, I think, in October. Yes. Um, and that's for people every year. Yeah, I my, did it in August. Exactly. Yeah, so I've never done one. I did. Oh, I would never done it. one since I was little. I did. And everybody that I always was associated with, they got the, the shot, then they got the flu. Well, <laughs> so much like the COVID right. vaccine, the influenza vaccine, you cannot get influenza from the flu vaccine. You cannot get COVID from any of the COVID vaccines. Okay, good. And good the, to know. The parallel that I want to draw is that all vaccines activate your immune system. Okay. And when your immune system is activated, you get sight. You have symptoms. Right. Fatigue, shortness of breath, sometimes, but more so low grade fevers, some headaches, maybe for about twenty four hours. Okay. Those are natural symptoms of any vaccine. And yes, they sometimes mimic the flu if you get the flu vaccine. Yeah. But it's completely or different. COVID right. If you get the COVID vaccine, but you cannot, it is literally impossible to get the flu from the flu vaccine right. Right, or COVID from the COVID. Right. See, Dr. Meta, and that was my thing. I was, you know, a lot of our friends, we talk to record labels every Monday and every Tuesday, you know, going back and forth about music. And a lot of our friends were like, yeah, um, you know, so if I got the Moderna or the Pfizer, whatever it is, one of the two would knock them down. I thought, is that normal? Like, And you're mm-hmm. just saying that it pretty much is normal. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll be honest. Yeah. I, so I got the Pfizer vaccine. I got both doses. Mm-hmm. Um, I was one of the first people online being a healthcare worker. Right. Um, and I actually had no side effects. I mean, I was really? tired after the second dose more so than the first dose. But I have two five-year-olds. That's probably... Like, <laughs> You're not going to be too tired right, for right, um, but I got my dose, and both days I was up at 5 a.m. the next morning on my spin bike. Like, it just no that, maybe that one. And you day. know, I got the Johnson and Johnson one. But you, you can eat a dead horse well, that's, that's two true. weeks old, but, and you, your stomach was, is but, so good. But I got it Saturday yeah. at like 10 30. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday, I had a little bit of a headache, mm-hmm. which I don't get headaches, and I was really tired. But I took like two Tylenol mm-hmm. or Advil. Oh, I was fine. That's the and thing too. That's yeah, another yeah. You question. gotta be careful which yeah. which one you take because they said that if you take a certain like ibuprofen or Advil mm-hmm. or Tylenol or something, it can like cancel it out. I guess or is that true? Make it not as potent or something. So it's not true. I want to take a step back though. And okay, say perfect. I had no side effects. Right. A lot of my colleagues did. Okay? Right. So, Everybody's so different. So I don't want to tell people that there are no side right. effects. It's right. an individuality yeah, basis. Exactly. Sure. Everybody's different. I was working next to a guy who was super, super tired. 
And I know several of my friends that have had to take a day off from right. And, right. And for people that make an hourly wage, that's tough. And that's yeah, you know, something sure. that they have to think about in terms of scheduling. Things. Right. So there are side effects. Mm-hmm. These vaccines, um, the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, are super highly effective. We're talking 95% efficacy, which is, wow. in my mind, a home run. Yeah, we, right. we have almost no other vaccine that is that. What's uh, the Johnson & Johnson then? Johnson & Johnson is about 76% okay. effective. It depends on what country with the variant. Right. It's a gotcha. little bit more complicated. Because right. now they're saying the Brazil one is coming and that affects different. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Ooh. So Ooh. Yeah, there's a Brazilian variant. Um, exactly. Of course, the Brazilian one is big time. Um, oh my gosh! Yeah, right. The headaches. Yeah, so it, just thinking it, it's about it's a it. lot. It's a lot to take in. I think so. <sighs> it's, it's important to remember the key messaging points that side effects are normal. Right. Okay. You cannot get COVID from any of the vaccines. Right. And yes, for Pfizer and Moderna, you are more likely to have some of the side effects: fever, um, fatigue, uh, may, maybe obviously pain at the injection. Yeah, a lot of people get the pain in the exactly. in the arm. When you say the pain, what do you mean? What do you mean? They have like, like a... dead, they call it dead arm, where basically if they get the shot, mm-hmm. they their arm starts to really hurt them, almost like you got like a charlie horse in the arm. Yeah, I mean it's a needle in your arm, right? And they're inject. I mean it's a shot, and so <sighs> it's gonna hurt. Uh, I, I, that's to be honest. Yeah, know, it's a shot. It's gonna hurt. It may hurt a little bit more some than some of the other vaccines. Um, but again, most of these side effects last for twenty four to forty eight hours. There are a very rare set of people that maybe have side effects that start on day five after the vaccine right. and they go a little bit longer but you know nothing that we're t- you know and i'm speaking much more to pfizer and moderna i'm sure we're going to talk about johnson and johnson okay. in a few minutes but pfizer and moderna and the other thing to remember over 150 million doses of pfizer and moderna have already been incredible and we haven't seen any major unanticipated side effects Allergic reactions, we anticipate that with everything. With yeah. any, any type wife, of vaccine. My wife, uh, her throat closes with avocado. Right. So, right. You could touch a latex glove exactly. and not be able to breathe or something. That's, that right. is, that so is it could be, it could be anything. Part of life. Right. So right. I know you were saying that with COVID, there can be some long-term effects, you mm-hmm. know, if you were to get it. But should you get the vaccination if you had? Sure. See, because at my brain, social media... Yeah. Is always putting out things that are non-factual. It's like, hey, if you had the COVID, you don't need it. But you're saying, yes, we should. Yeah. And I, these are good questions. I mean, these are, you know, these are questions that everybody has. And yeah. none of them are wrong. They're, it's not wrong right. to ask these questions. Right. right. <laughs> so the key thing is that when you, if you get COVID, you do have some immunity from getting reinfected for a short while. Okay. Right now we're thinking about three months. Okay. Um. But you are at higher risk then of getting COVID again in the future. Once your immunity wears off, not compared to normal people, but you're just at risk of getting it again. Mm -hmm. And we do have a handful of people that have been reinfected. Right. Um, So it is really important to get the vaccine, even if you've had COVID in the past. If you're sick with COVID now, don't get the vaccine. You don't. But if you've recovered then consider getting the vaccine. Okay. We think that um, vaccines induce a much stronger immune response than just getting COVID. Mm. Um, and that's true about most things. That's why we have a chickenpox vaccine as opposed right. to letting everybody just right, get chickenpox. Right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. Um, and the other key thing is that there is starting to be growing data out there that for some of people that have what are called long hauler symptoms, so those are the people three months, six months after having COVID that are still confused, maybe still short of breath. Taste, the taste, yeah, the maybe. the taste and smell thing. There's some, and this is all and large studies to support this, that getting the vaccine actually helps with those long collar symptoms. Right. Hmm. Which would make sense. I mean, sure. Because it yeah. it's boosting that immunity. So, exactly. right. Right. Exactly. That so, makes all the sense. That's so, interesting. Yeah. Really, really interesting. So, Dr. Meta, quick question. I know someone who had COVID. Mm-hmm. 
and actually received the vaccination while having COVID. Didn't even know they had COVID. They found sure. out after the fact. So what happens in a situation like that? Nothing concerning. Seemed like he got knocked down on his hiney pretty bad. Yeah, I, I think it's that you have two drivers of your immune response, so you might be a little bit more fatigued. Is it because of the vaccine or is it because they actually have COVID? Mm. I wouldn't be worried about any additional dangerous side effects. Right. Okay. You know, uh, again, we're talking fatigue, maybe fevers and things like that, but um, people that have COVID that have gotten the vaccine, and sometimes if you're what we call asymptomatic without symptoms um, with COVID and you get the vaccine, you know, we're not really seeing all that difference in terms right. of side effects. Plus, a lot of people probably don't know they even have it. Well, right, that, right. We actually think that's one of the major drivers of spread is people that are asymptomatic. Just don't even know because they don't exactly. have symptoms. So exactly. you could be at the game, uh, the Nuggets game, sitting next to someone that I was is just at the Nuggets right. game. Are you but trying to freak the, me that's out? That's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, and what's yeah. going to be interesting, and, and, and uh, of course, you could probably answer are they going to make that the protocol coming up that's soon a great question. with vaccination cards? And that's why I got mocked much. And Em yeah. got hers. Em, my, my wife worker mm-hmm. in the dental field. So she got hers, of right. course. And, you know, I got mine because I'm around so many different people. I had right. had COVID, but then I wanted the shot just because, again, you know, if they do make that mandated, mm-hmm. which I know a couple places are thinking about doing and some airlines, it's going to be interesting how that plays out. Can they do that, Dr. Meta? Th- that's much more of a legal question. Okay. Yeah, that's a, like government, too, exactly. exactly. So what I can say in Colorado, um, the Colorado state government requires hospitals and healthcare settings to have 90% of their um, healthcare workers vaccinated with the influenza vaccine. Right. And that's because we know that not only is flu bad for healthcare workers, it can knock down staffing, but... I'm up in my patients' faces. Right, yeah. right. I don't want yeah. to transmit it to them. Yeah. And I take care of patients that have the flu, and I don't want to get the flu from Right, them. So, so it's kind of a barrier. Exactly. And so it's not the state government telling people you need to get vaccinated. It's actually a requirement to hospitals. Right. And so I have to get vaccinated. So it's common sense, really, yeah. in a way. My but, employer tells me. So and let so, me ask you this then, and, and I think this is a question that I get asked a lot yeah. from some of my friends and, yeah. and, and colleagues is, if you're in that environment and you refuse the vaccine, which, mm-hmm. of course, you know, I won't go into details of what that is, but mm-hmm. we all know the stupidity of that. What what are the repercussions? I mean, can they make you get that or is that something that is a personal choice? You mean in terms of healthcare care? Yeah. Or, you yeah, know, or yeah, like yeah. health care and yeah. stuff like that. Or like some of these some of these companies, like a friend of mine was like they're mandating it. Mm-hmm. They're like, if you don't get vaccinated, like we're having like them come do the vaccinations here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you don't get it, we're going to have to put you on a leave. Yeah. Oh, wow. And, and he's like, well, I'm not getting it right now. I don't feel comfortable. Who, like, you, Josh. like me. I, I right. just want they more were just information. A little, they were skeptical. And, yeah. and he's like, well, I got to put you on PTO time then. Yeah. Again, I would say that any mandate related to COVID, the COVID vaccine, right. um, that's a little bit more of a legal question. Right, yeah, right, right. Uh, you know, and what happens in healthcare settings where we're constantly exposed to other settings? Sure. There's a big difference there. Right. And I don't know what the state government's going Yeah, to do it's that. interesting how they're going to play that one out because, yeah. you know, some companies are requiring and if you are apprehensive like you are. I mean, I, I, you know, I wondered. I even said to my boss, I was like, hey, are they going to, you know, put that in place for us to come to work? He's like, right now, no. No. But, I mean, one thing, we've never left the building since COVID started. We've gotten, we've been beyond safe. Yeah, our we've staff is very limited. Yeah. And and we are really honest with each other about our whereabouts mm-hmm. because I want to come to work. Yeah. You know, I want to talk to my listeners and I didn't move from North Carolina here to just sit at home. Right. You know what I mean? So, and we make it very clear in the gyms, oh, yeah. you know, in all the gyms and on that, like, 
you know, people are very upfront about that. Like, yeah. you know, I was sick. I don't, I, I was around someone. Mm-hmm. So we're really, we're really diligent about that yeah. as well. And people just have to be honest. Yeah. You know, they really do. I think the bigger question than mandates is much more the individual question of whether you think it's safe for yourself. Right, right. And, you know, I think the highlights about the Pfizer and Moderna vaccine, um, even Johnson and Johnson, and, and obviously it's on a pause right now. It is. Um, but I want, you know, all three of them, they went through the same exact clinical trials as would have happened outside of a pandemic. I was just going to ask you, do you think that's a surprise that one of them out of three would probably there be an issue with something yeah. as fast as they fast track that and stuff like that? So, You're so, bound to determine how problems. Yeah, let's let's focus on what, what does fast track mean? Right? right. So one, they all the vaccines are built on older technology. So okay. Like, oh, my God, they invented it with. Right. Year. They had a That's foundation I previous mean, I to that. that. I exactly. felt like I was like, yeah. why did you do that overnight? So it's we like you did this overnight. We've been working AIDS. for, you we have know, cancer. cancer. Why don't we have something for that? Right. So how did they come COVID. up with this so fast? Exactly. So that is a great question. And people are like, well, wait a minute. If you came up with that so fast, how come you can't get something for cancer or something for, sure. That's you me. know, That's other, other things? So a couple points. One, the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccine utilize a technology called mRNA vaccines. Okay. And that sounds complicated. It's actually not. Okay. It just utilizes your own body's ability to make proteins and gives you the instruction to do that. Do all vaccinations? No. Okay. So this is these are the first two vaccines that have been uh, based on this technology. Okay. Wow. That being said, ba- like 10, 15 years ago, there was actually a lot of trials looking at mRNA technology to treat cancer, not prevent it, to treat it. Okay. So oh. they established a lot of safety around the technology. So they already had that in place. Exactly. It just right. Uh, it actually didn't work to treat cancer. It wasn't dangerous. It just, unfortunately, you know, right. a lot of things and it didn't Just work. like certain protocols exactly. they said when this came out first. It's like, well, that worked, but it didn't work, you know? Mm. So Like the malaria drug. Yeah. That, yeah, exactly. that was the big one. So mm-hmm. what happened over time was that this technology, people were trying to develop it into vaccines, but there were smaller companies that didn't have a lot of money. Pandemic hits, and all of a sudden they get an infusion of cash, and they were ready to take that next step. Mm-hmm. They just needed a setting, on, like, and needed is the wrong word. Right. Okay. You know, they kind of, they're all of a sudden, it was a perfect mixture of technology that had been building slowly with now a large scale pandemic and a large infusion of cash to actually do the clinical. So plan. the timing was actually kind of a it good was, thing in a way. It was. I that think sounds like, crazy. It is to scary say, to but say, it is. Yeah. but so it's good to have I that. Say, when I was in college more than 20 years ago, people were doing mRNA research then. So this is not new technology. Okay. It just happened that we took it over the, um, over the, into the end zone in under a year. So right. we were at that one yard. Line. Right. Okay. But we couldn't so spike something. the ball yet per yeah. se. And I suspect, right. We couldn't get that final little if COVID push. If had never happened, we would have nonetheless had mRNA vaccines in the next couple of years. Right. It would have been there. Um, so, that, you know, that's the mRNA technology. It's, that's it's been interesting. around. The clinical trials, and I've reviewed them extensively, mm-hmm. have happened no differently than they would have been. There was no fast tracking for that. The reason they happen, quote unquote, quickly is because COVID is spreading so fast. It is. Right? That's the rate. The, the speed of the trials is totally dictated by how fast people are actually getting Okay, it. so if it's a slow progression, then it's not going to probably come out as fast as it did. Jump, yeah. That's really interesting. That, that makes the sense. The pediatric trials, like on the 12 to 16. Sure, because they said the kids couldn't really get it as fast. So well, right now, the, sl- the spread is slower. Right. So those trials will take a little bit longer. Right. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't fast-tracked. The communications that happened with the FDA, that was fast-tracked. Typically, you send an email, it takes a few days. To right, call. right, right. Everyone was focused on this. So people were getting responses, su- submitting- Within for, minutes. Uh, submitting right. information packets within minutes. Wow. The other thing is, the, and this is the part that was fast-tracked a little bit. Um, 
typically we look for what's called full FDA approval before a, a medication's available to the public. Right. But back in the 2000s, a system was developed called emergency use authorization. Because we know that our healthcare system, our approval system with the FDA and the CDC, is the most one of the most stringent in the world. Right. Mm-hmm. So we takes like approved exactly right. And so there, we it was recognized in the 2000s that there might be situations where you would have to get something authorized very quickly, mm-hmm. maybe before you had all of the data. Right. Um, but you needed the safety data first, and if there was no alternative, and so that's the thing that got fast tracked a little bit. They had all the data from the clinical trial. Typically, they would have waited six months afterwards. There's a lot of reasons here why they waited three months, um, because most side effects related to vaccines happen within within six weeks. Ninety-nine percent wow. of so they waited, nonetheless, two months uh, to two to three months after the trials were done mm-hmm. to look at the safety profile, and then they authorized the medic uh, the vaccines. The same thing happened with Johnson and Johnson. What we're seeing now, though, Johnson and Johnson, all of the clinical trials had forty to fifty thousand people in it. Okay. Your classic blood pressure medication or diabetes medication, we're talking clinical trials of two to 3,000 people. So these were huge trials, okay. super diverse, so amazingly good representation right. of minorities. So people who self-identify as black, as Hispanic, mm-hmm. half of clinical trial participants were women. And these are typically groups that, you know, have not participated in research or not been offered the chance to participate in research. And that leads to really good questions about, you know, why would I take this drug if only 1% of people in the um, in the clinical trial look like me? Mm. This, these were really diverse that is, trials yeah. that showed kind of equal safety across the board, which mm-hmm. is really important. And so we had these great vaccines that showed 95% efficacy. I mean, that, that, that's amazing. The Johnson, But when you look at how you can detect side effects, mm-hmm. if you have a clinical trial of 50,000 people... 25, half the people, 25,000 get the vaccine, mm-hmm. 25,000 people get what's called a placebo, right. or salt water injection. Right. Just so you know, how, that, that's how all clinical trials work. Right. Okay. So in that clinical trial, you can never detect a side effect that's going to happen less than 1 in 25,000, right? If it's 1 in a, if one in 100,000 people get a side effect, you're not going to see it in the clinical trial. That's how science works. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to wait to enroll 100,000, the... Um, the trial is going to take four times as long. Yeah, because they, they can't wait that long exactly, for that. Sure. For what we're seeing with Johnson and Johnson, we're seeing one in a million. <laughs> I mean, that, that's like you know, but that's it's, super. It's, it's important to look at. It's 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 totally important to look at and pause and look to get the good science. Right. But that's not because anything was missed in the clinical trials. Right. And also, let's put it in perspective. If you look at population level in the United States, mm-hmm. more than fifteen hundred people per million U.S. residents have died of COVID. 1,500 per million. That's a, We're that's saying wow. one clot out of a million. Yeah. Right, Let, I mean, like, think about the perspective. Right. I'm not saying that it should have been paused. It's paused not because we think that it's so common. It's paused because we are learning. They just want to be it. careful. Yeah, you COVID have to be. far more dangerous than the vaccine. Right. Especially Johnson & Johnson. Wow. And we're not seeing any of these um, si- uh, these clotting issues with Moderna or Pfizer. So if you're concerned about Johnson & I Johnson, am. just get Moderna or Pfizer. Because that's the one I was going to get. And it's funny because I was going to do it this Saturday on yeah, my mom's I remember. birthday. Yep. And so I was like, you know what? If I'm anybody's going to do it in my household, it'll be me first. Because yeah. I'm everybody's is good at home. They're mm-hmm. content. Right. I leave the house. I'm working. Yeah. You know. Sure. But then when I saw the pause, I kind of freaked out. Yeah. Well, also, let's remember what's going I'm on I'm freaked here. out. I'm not going to say kind of. <laughs> so 
what happened? We saw a clotting issue in one out of one million people. Mm-hmm. How do you find that? It, you can only find that is if you're looking super carefully. Do you think it was pre-existing too? No, no, no it I, wasn't. I or like, is, uh, yeah. You know, there's an association with the vaccine. We haven't proven that it's related to the vaccine. Right. Okay. But there's enough concern that they paused it. They only would have found this, the FDA and the CDC, if they were continuing to look super carefully for side effects. Fine tooth comb. If safety was their number one concern, they found it. If we authorize them and just said, okay, they're on the market, let's let Let's do it, let's roll. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You got a blood clot, it's yeah. just hypothetical. They never would have found it. Right. This is proof that the system is working, that they're continuing, right. despite the authorization, to continue to monitor for all signs of safety. And it gives me a lot of confidence in the system um, because I think that we've lost a lot of confidence in the system. I, I, I think we did because yeah. I, I think I started to lose confidence within the last nine weeks. And I was yeah. so excited. I was like, yes, we're going to do this. And then I started to fear actually took me away from all of it. Yeah. And, and it's, it's OK. I mean, I think that a lot of people feel this. These are new vaccines. They're untested. Mm. They went too fast. And I think that on all of those levels, those are not true, but they're valid concerns. And, you know, my job is to just educate people. Right. Because the everyday person's not going to know this. It's funny because I talk and, to my best friends about this and I'm, they're like, you know, and I know you're not going to get into this piece, Dr. Meta, but they're like, remember what happened with Johnson Johnson back in the day with the whole powder? Da, da, da. Yeah. So why would I want to take powder this was vaccine? creating cancer. And so right? I'm like, I'm like, OK, wait a minute. But. And and this is just me speaking as a person. I'm human and I'm not going to always say everything everybody likes. But that's like a person being horrible and going through the life and then changing to be a better person. I think after all these years, they've gotten it together. Right. No? You know what I mean? So I know a lot of asses that have been talcum powder <laughs> and I don't think any of them got cancer yet. <laughs> you are so on time out so, today. But yeah. no, and I'm just like, we got to give something a chance. But then there's so many other questions. Like how often am I going to have to get vaccinated with COVID? Is it yeah. six months every year? Yeah, is it going to be ha- like a flu type f- shot? Right. Yeah. And we just don't know. So as of now with Pfizer and Moderna, we know that the antibody levels that it makes in your blood are remain super high at six months. Okay. We have so people wait. that have been vaccinated longer than that, so we just don't know. Right. Okay. Um, but I'm sure there's tests going on as we speak. I'm that, sure. Yeah, exactly. The clinical trials, they're going to follow these people for yeah. years. Yeah. Right. And that will tell us, is this like the flu vaccine, which you have to get every year? Right. I mean, if you think about kids, the measles, mumps, and rubella shot, they have to get three doses. Um, the shingles vaccine is two doses. Right. When you go out of the country, yeah. you got to get vaccinated in certain places. I, I mean, I get it. I yeah. just, for me, so is as it really a mom, that different. Yeah, exactly. I think he <sighs> hit the nail on the head, though, because, it, it, and I think that kind of, in a way, does answer your question. That that's mostly probably what people are thinking is there's not been anything out there this fast, this quick, and saying it's this effective. Right. Then you know, a couple months later, the Johnson and Johnson. Mm-hmm. Now you recall it or pause it. That scares people because they're see see I told you there was going to be yeah. an issue. Well, see, we get breaking news in seconds, right. so we're, but, it, we we don't have right. to go find two. But the problem is, is like, like you had mentioned, you is know. that it's one out of six to seven million. So the probability of you getting an issue is literally you could probably get a chance, better chance of falling out of the building than that yeah. happens. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So, so you're more likely to die of COVID than you are to have a blood clot from the Johnson & Johnson. Right. You're more likely to get hit by lightning. Yeah, exactly. Statistically, to have one of the blood clots that we're concerned about related to. Right. That could kill you and or. Exactly. Right. So it's like so. I, I see the, the perspective of people being hesitant because, like you said, Tosh, like mm-hmm. we've never had this before. No, it's But new. you, I think, just answered that question. It's like it's been in the past. Mm-hmm. We're just building the foundation off that tried and true situation right. that we already know works. I think sometimes with society and like, you know, these, the, the, the what is it called? X-Gen, Gen X, whatever. I think they think that when something happens in the world, oh, they're in the lab, they're making it now. This might, this, like you said, pretty much this has been in the works. It's right. something that has and been I going can guarantee on. We didn't know that. Most people don't know that. They but they no need idea. to know that. You they know, do. is this not but TikTok? The problem is, is that, and you know, this is a whole different topic, but <laughs> right. media comes into play. Yeah. Government comes into play. And it can ruin a and lot it of really, things. social media comes Dude, into play. Yes. So you're torn in so many different directions. Well, you're nervous. But then you have someone like yourself on here, which we're so happy you're here Thank for you this. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, to really say, hey, you know, this is know facts. the facts, yeah. okay? And and then make your decision. Exactly. You know, I already know her because I know her so well. I mean, she's like blood to me. Her gears are turning like, okay, I feel more comfortable knowing that it was there already. He knows me, guys. And because literally, it's like, <laughs> I think that's the scariest thing. Again, yeah. not, to, not to keep repeating myself, but, no. you know, when you have something like cancer or AIDS, and I was going to ask you, like Ebola type situation. Mm-hmm. When that came around, granted, obviously, we were not affected by that, but that was a huge pandemic. Mm -hmm. Did they already have stuff in the works that they kind of built off that as well? So, great question. Uh, Remdesivir, which is is an antiviral that we've used in COVID. Mm -hmm. That came up in the very beginning, yeah. It was actually initially an Ebola medication. Okay. Um, Mm. I I forget if it's Johnson & Johnson or AstraZeneca developed... um, So. The Johnson & Johnson and AstraZeneca vaccines are based on something called an adenovirus vector. So that's an inactivated cold virus, so not the COVID virus or anything like that. Okay. It's just a way of delivering instructions into your body. Um, they developed an Ebola vaccine based on that technology. Mm. So Johnson & Johnson uh, and AstraZeneca, actually, there are other vaccines that have been developed and gone through the process um, it's just we don't give the Ebola vaccine in the United States. Right. Because, right? We luckily, we, we're, we were spared. Sure, yeah, sure. Thank gosh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but people, I'm sure, would have been reluctant to that because, again, it's I like, well... I think anything that's new freaks people out and, and they don't fast, know. And fast. And that's... Well, yeah. see, fast in our eyes, but when you get information like you were getting from Dr. Exactly. Meta today, it gives you a, a calming Peace blanket. of mind. It gives you it, peace it of really mind. It really gives me peace I, of mind. I think that there's a couple things. So, one... 
I, I think the the nomenclature of Operation Warp Speed. Uh, I, I, I'm a sci-fi nerd. I, I, I love I'm it. Yeah, that's great. It, right, but it gave the impression of it being super fast. Right, and, and that's just you know it was fast in certain ways, but the science was already was there. Right. right, that's right. right. It was already established. Exactly. They just added to it. Exactly. And the other thing is, is exactly as you mentioned, the media issue. So, right. Clinical trials get paused all the time. That's the normal process. We want that to happen because that those are the safety checks in the process. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Clinical trials get paused. Medications do get recalled at times. Or they get extra safety warnings. That's all normal. That happens. Right. For example, I think it was maybe 10 years ago, the FDA changed the recommendation on the maximum dose of Tylenol to take. Yes, Tylenol. I remember that. It had been right. out there for decades. Hundreds of years. And they, um, <laughs> uh, and they, they updated their safety record because right. that's a constant process. Right. So, yes. But that doesn't make headlines. Everything related to COVID. It's so true. Everything. Everything. It's so true. Good and bad. Right. Good and bad. And so what's happening is the normal scientific process is now making frontline news. And all of a sudden, people that maybe don't understand the system as well are thinking that it's different than it should be. I don't want to minimize the clotting issue, especially, you know, one out of the seven women did die. Right. Uh, right. I don't I want to minimize that. this. And, you know, you know, my condolences go out to her. Family. Sure, sure. Um, you know, every death, I have held the hands of patients as they died in the hospital because their families could not visit. Right. And I refused to let one of my patients die alone. Right. And me and the nurse would sit there and hold their hands as they passed away. Wow. So I have seen that end of it related to COVID. And it's, you know, it's which one's more dangerous. Right. I think the scientific process is playing out and that's what we want. Right. It doesn't affect Moderna and Pfizer. None of this is related to those vaccines at all. Right. All we've seen from the, those vaccines is the same side effects that we saw in the clinical trial. Mm-hmm. It's confirming that the science was really that good. That it's working. Right. And a lot of people have said, well, I want to wait. I don't want to be first in line. You're not first in line. That's me. Yeah, you're not first in line. I was first That's in line. You're, you're yeah. millions behind. Yeah, I was first in so line. So it almost comes <laughs> down to in your brain, does the risk outweigh the reward? Yeah. See, that, that's me. I'm going to let the first, maybe the third wave go. Well, you know, there's not going to be any more for you. My question then to you is how many is enough? As I, I said, don't know. I'm so scared, doctor. 50 million doses have already been administered of the two vaccines. <sighs> it's not to say you should get it now. That should be enough for you. But that's more than more flu vaccines than we typically give in a year. Right. Right. And every year they update the flu vaccine. That's true. Um, so, I mean, just think of the scope of how many people we vaccinated just in the United States. I also really want to emphasize the way these clinical trials were done. I think that we all need to acknowledge the past misdeeds of the healthcare system, right? Mm-hmm. Like not past mm-hmm. and current. Like let's it's going on, right? Right. There is a long history of uh, either abuses towards communities of color or or just not letting them be involved in research. Or, right. You know. Um, you know, they essentially got a different form of healthcare almost. And then we can think back to like the T- Tuskegee syphilis. Uh, yeah. Uh, Uh, study or the Henrietta Lacks case, there's a lot of reasons for, especially for communities of color to to mistrust this. Sure. And as I look at the clinical trials that I base my medical decisions on, like for other, not for these vaccines, Mm -hmm. I see that those, the people in those trials did not look like the patients I take care of, say at Denver Health. And we take care of a very vulnerable population. I, there was such a concerted effort to make these clinical trials for the COVID vaccines diverse. So they did look like you. And they look like you and they look like April and they look like me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of a myth in itself that people are like, well, 
the African American community didn't get this treatment, or the Asian community didn't get this treatment, or exactly. the Indian were, treatment, the Indian community right. only yeah. got a certain amount too. Right. They but, were involved in this. Actually, one of the leading scientists at Moderna um, is uh, is, a, is a black female. Wow. Um, and she was like critical in, in right. developing right. the vaccine. Um, and we're talking like. 10 to 15% of in, in the Moderna and Pfizer trials were, were uh, um, p- people who self-identify as black. Right. 20% self-identified as a Hispanic. Half of them were women. This mm-hmm. is this sounds like it's normal, but this is actually not normal. Right, medicine. right. We made huge leaps. This is the stride that we did, right? This is a new change so, in healthcare. So again, it's the education of yourself. Yeah. Don't be so quick to judge and exactly. you know, listen to something like this or someone like yourself. And and educate before you make that judgment because clearly and 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 you know of course I watch my CNN and all my news and stuff but Ugh. there there is a level that, of of skepticism that you get by doing that you'll see something at twelve but it'll be contradictory by two exactly. and I think that having someone like yourself to Help be out. completely yeah. transparent. And because I never do that, me either. And, and I didn't know you. a lot again, of the things that probably changes the philosophy a little it's, bit. It's again. definitely helped me a little right. bit. But I think with that, with what we're dealing with, you know, people sharing misinformation and and people sharing their fears on radio, and I think that doesn't help either. That's why I try to stay away from it. But right. I'm in media, you know, right. so it's it's harder for us. But you being here today definitely helps to kind of ease that and 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 you know straighten out some of the questions and and thoughts that we have. Do like, you think? From your per- and this is just your personal perspective. Do you think that we're moving too fast in the mandates mm. and l- lessening them up, or do you think that- I was going to ask that too? Because obviously, being in the gym industry and stuff like that, of course, we don't want to see the limitations and all this kind of right. stuff. But then there's the people like myself that we do educate ourselves and we get it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So right. it's like you know whatever precautions we have to take to stay open we're and willing. safe, we're willing to do. Absolutely. Do you think, in your per- professional opinion? that we're kind of going down that road and it's kind of, cause I think my own self, it's going to hit again. Mm-hmm. I've said that from day one because I, I just, that. I just feel there's just too many people not being cautious and being mm-hmm. precautionary. And they're just kind of like, well, my state's open. So the hell with it. Well, I don't they care. Think if they get Let's vaccinated, go. they don't have to wear a right. mask. Well, you know, so... I was in Florida a couple months ago and it was just like normal yeah. in Georgia and, you know, and, and all this stuff. And it's like, you go to the airport, it's like Christmas or Thanksgiving every day That's now. True. That's Some true. people refuse to wear masks. Still. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I guess my question to you is, do you think that just in your own perspective that we're going to hit another hit and be a little bit cautionary or you think it's just going to kind of skate by or we are already seeing numbers. Go yeah. Up. Governor Polis last week said we're in a fourth wave. Um, so things are getting worse. Now, weren't, wouldn't oh. we have shut uh. that down months ago if we were in a fourth wave again? Um, I don't know. I mean, some of those it's are hard. political decisions. Right. I don't yeah. want to speak to that. What right. I can say is I sit in a seat of privilege. I have mm-hmm. a job. Right. Um, whether we're locked down or not, I have a paycheck. Mm-hmm. My kids are physically in school because they're in preschool and they don't do that remote. Sure. Mm-hmm. I um, and my wife is a healthcare worker and she has a job. Right. Um, uh, restaurants that operate at twenty five percent, there's a lot of people who are out of work. Right. Um, and and I recognize that. That being said, my opinions are entirely colored by what I've dealt with. Okay. In the last year, right? right. And I've dealt with death, and I've dealt a lot. with a lot of death. A lot of people suffering and, and, and a lot of victories. And, right. you know, I've been really we've been excited when people who had COVID and have been in the hospital for three months. Right. Finally, leave. The They're hospital. able to walk yeah. out. Yeah, or, exactly. yeah sure. Blessing. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I think that the um, I, I also recognize that the people when we lift a mask mandate or when there's a mask mandate that is varies between counties. 
the people that end up being on the front lines of that, it's not me, actually. It's the person working a minimum wage job at the grocery store yep. or at Home Depot who sees somebody walk in without a mask. The worker's wearing a mask. Right. They're concerned about the grandparents that they live with. Mm-hmm. Yes. And That's you, Tosh. That's me. Yeah. My and mom. they go and ask somebody to put a mask on. And they're like, well, in my county, I don't have Yeah, that. and that's happening here because, Douglas, yeah. you don't have to wear a mask, but everybody else you do. So I think we need, I, I my personal opinion is um, a universal state. Um, I, I agree. Yes, I agree. Mandate, on right. Agree. Yep. That's my personal opinion. Yeah. I do think, though, a county-by-county county level assessment of kind of the numbers w- could dictate what you can do with gyms or restaurants or bars in terms of employment. The mask actually, wearing a mask, gets us so much closer to opening all the businesses I feel and like getting that. people back yeah. to work. Masks, in my mind, are easy. Um, yeah. Amazing science behind it. And people tell me all the time, well, like, I can't wear a mask for an hour. Well, I'm like, I wear a mask all day when right. I'm Right. You can trust me. You can wear it. Exactly. You get used to it. Yeah. Do but a cardio what, on, on Incline 10. You got this. You but here's can, you what's do funny. This. If you were to give that person and said, hey, I'll give you $100 if you wear a mask all day, they'd wear the mask all day. Yeah, well, it depends on their political Right, yes, opinion, that, right? and that's I mean, where I think, people... that's the problem is I think yeah. there's too many other jaded aspects exactly. that get into the brain, yeah. which make them feel that way. Exactly. But if they only just saw it from a medical perspective, or God forbid they saw what you have to see on a daily basis, that whole perspective would change. Yeah. And you see all these people like, I was watching the news one day when COVID first hit and this guy was like, I didn't believe in the mask. You know, mm. I, 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 I get sick, I'm good. And he was in the hospital and he was like, I'm dying. Mm-hmm. And I should have listened to my wife about the mask. I have kids. And now what are they going to do when I die? I should have listened. Scary time. I, I was stupid. I was naive. I thought I could beat it. And I was dumb. So it's almost like it has to be right in the face of the yeah. person or they have to know someone, you know, to, to get it through their head. I mean, look, as, as a doctor, I'm never going to say I told you so. That's right. really part of what I do. I'll right. take care of anybody. I don't care who you are. I will take care of you. Um, I will do everything I can to make you feel better, to try and save your life. Um, and we deal with, I mean, so many of our health issues um, are related to personal choices. Right. right? Think, I mean, you're, you're a health expert. Both of you are health experts. You right. work out a ton. Right. Diabetes, obesity, um, COPD, lung cancer. That's all related to per- a lot of times personal choices in terms of right. food, mm. um, smoking. Now, granted, there is a structural component as well because we know that, you know, in communities um, of color, there's less access to free um, to um, healthy food and stuff like that. Right. So it's not just personal choice. Right, right. But, but we know that personal behavior affects your health. And this is one thing where I think it's upfront in your face. Wearing a mask will clearly reduce your likelihood of getting COVID. Do you think a lot of people are so apt to be like hesitant to believe that because they don't want to really they see it in their face, but it's almost like, don't ask, don't tell. It's like, we know that we're already having a pre-existing condition and we know that we're at risk, but I'm just not going to wear a mask, whatever. And it's it just like, it's almost like too that. little too late. Uh, you know, I think there's a lot of people that view it as a personal freedom choice. Right. Um, that's how it it's was just... politically described for a long time. Right. right. That being said, you know, I, I draw the corollary to smoking, right? Um, 30 years ago, you can smoke in, in, in buildings and in businesses. Yeah. And it was decided um, and there was resistance resistance to it early. Yeah. That smoking in a grocery store, in a movie theater, in a restaurant, we're not going to allow that for a few reasons. One, it's super dangerous to you. Yes. So this is, yes, this is the government coming in and stepping to say it's dangerous to you, you shouldn't smoke. But the bigger issue is that when you smoke, the people around you are smoking right. too. Secondhand smoke. Right. And if you think about it, wearing a mask is the exact same it is thing. that's true you should wear a mask to protect yourself right. but more importantly when you go into a place of business wearing a mask 
protects everybody else around you. Right. And we're all fine about the smoking ban in like, like, I mean, right. We'd all freak out if we saw somebody smoking a cigarette in a grocery store. Okay. Yeah, get, I would. I hate cigarettes. Or in, in an airplane or something. I don't want to sure. smell like that. I don't right. want that you in my body. That. Right. And so, uh, like, right, to, in my mind, a mask is, a mask is. is yeah. Why should it be viewed any differently? Too. That's a yeah. really valid. That's a really good point. It's this. It's just a lot of information. Just to back up really quick, Dr. Meta, regarding the clotting. Mm-hmm. Is that something that can be fixed? Is that something? So that, yeah, that's a really good question. So if we want to nail, um, you know, dial down on on the J and J clotting issue, it is a yes. very unusual form of clots. So getting blood clots that happens, right? We know that there are multiple risk factors for regular blood clots: um, birth control, smoking, mm. traveling. Right. That's why when you when you're on a plane, you see the signs that say "get up and walk around." Yes. Um, people with cancer are more likely to form blood clots. That typically is a blood clot in your leg that breaks off and goes to your lung. This blood, these types of blood clots are a little bit more unique. Um, so they're not in the classic places like in your legs or your lungs, um, although a couple people have had those. They tend to be in actually parts of, um, parts of the areas that drain the blood from the brain. So that's very different. That's the headache component, mm. why people get severe headaches. Right. And they're associated with um, other changes in the blood. And we think, as opposed to you know sitting still for too long, mm-hmm. we think that this is an um, like an autoimmune condition that you're developing antibodies um, that activate parts of your blood that form clots. That's very different than the traditional form of blood clots that somebody might get after surgery or after treatment. Right, right. That's um, so it's unique. Yeah, it's different than traditional clots, and actually the treatment, which there are treatments, ends up being different. And part of the pause was really to educate physicians and providers that this is very different yeah so it can't be treated like a coumadin or a something blood thinner of some sort so it needs a different type of blood thinner right typically give right um and you need to have a high suspicion for it so um you know i think that's part of the causes to like really let people get educated for a few days so do you think like your normal physician or doctor would pick up on that I don't, um, Probably not. No, and in fact, in a couple of the first cases, that the six that were described, it wasn't recognized for the condition that it was. Right. And that's not because anybody did anything wrong. Right, they just didn't know. Rare. They exactly. just didn't know. And one of the things, you know, I think a lot of people um, have lost confidence in science because the messaging from scientists um, has changed over the last year. Mm. Oh, we don't need masks. Oh, no, we need masks. Oh, you need two masks. Oh, now you don't need it. Or, like, I mean, or you need the N95 yeah. mask and not a cloth mask. It's, it sounds like whiplash. Right, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes. Um, it's and, a great and, way. I mean, when you get into the treatment of COVID, right. it's been the same way. Oh, this works. No, this doesn't work. Oh, this works. Oh, no, don't do that. Right. But what you want from science, and I view myself as, as a doctor and a scientist, mm-hmm. you want us to always be making recommendations on the best data we have available. So unlike some politicians who may make a statement and stick to it for decades, right? Every day, I'm going to reevaluate the evidence I have and yeah. give you the best recommendation. Yeah. I want today, I want to do better than I did yesterday. That's right. And I want today to be my worst day because I want to do better tomorrow. That's right. right. right? I love the next that. day is always my best day in terms of taking new data in. So when we initially said not to wear a mask, it wasn't just that we didn't think that masks weren't helpful back in, say, March of 2020. Right. We knew that there were not a mas- enough masks in the country. Mm. And if we said everybody should wear a mask, right. healthcare workers would not have had masks. Exactly. And that was too dangerous to make that record. Right. We learned more. And manufacturing on masks, picked up, like you can pick up 50 masks on Amazon and yeah. deliver the next day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. So as mask supply went up and we learned more about it, we said, okay. Everybody should wear a mask. And then it became, well, we have even more data now to support two masks in certain settings. 
And so that's what you want. You constantly want your people that are doing science to giving you the people that have the decision making power to have that same philosophy. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of them don't. Well, I mean, (laughs) I'm not part of the political process. I can just say that the recommendations that I give are Mm -hmm. hopefully based on the most up to date. Right. And then what they do with it, unfortunately, is what they do. Exactly. Right. Dr. Meta, we have two questions off of our listeners on Facebook. So Leanne wants to know if I haven't if I've lived with, you know, going through the mask and everything for the past 14 months, why is it important for me to get vaccinated? Okay. Um, so it's really important for uh, Leanne to get vaccinated um, if it's the right decision for her, okay. um, for her, for her family, mm-hmm. and for her community. Mm-hmm. So we know that COVID is still out there, mm-hmm. right? It's not a situation where, um, well, enough people have either had COVID or are vaccinated that I'm protected and I don't need to do it. You need to get vaccinated if it's the right decision for you to protect you. We, As I said... COVID is deadly. Yes. And even if you have mild disease, so you're not super sick, you don't go into the hospital. Majority of people don't end up in the hospital. Right. But you can still end up with long-term symptoms three months, six months down the road where you're confused or still tired. Mm. And so getting vaccinated prevents you from having to worry about all that. Two, getting vaccinated protects your... You may get COVID and not even know you have it. Oh, wow. That's and great. then you're passing it on to your kids or elderly um, family members, especially, you know, we have a lot of people that live in multi-generational. Right, that's how we are in my house. Yeah, you guys have the gamut. And the most, not the most, they're they're all equally important, but it's also how we get back to a new sense of normal. Right. Opening back up, having all of our restaurants, all of our um, businesses kind of functioning back to normal, being Mm -hmm. able to go to a baseball game and feel safe. Right. Vaccines are the ticket to that. Vaccines are how we come out of this in a way that I think is... Um, safe and you know COVID may still be around even next year but if we have enough people vaccinated right. it's going like to be really interesting to see like at a baseball game or at a Broncos game or, or any sort of sporting event or any big venue like concerts if they were to try and mandate the card to have it to let people in mm-hmm. that's going to yeah, be I think that's going to be a really times, but... it's going to be really interesting because now you have financial aspects involved and you have political aspects yeah. involved and there's so many different facets, so but deep. it's yeah. just going to really be interesting to see how they handle that yeah. because, you know, you got 30, 40, 50,000 people in a cramped stadium right? and half of them don't even know they have COVID if they do have COVID Ugh. and then the other half are vaccinated. There's your spreader again. And it's just like, you know, I don't know. I guess I get, I get Hopefully. irritated because it's like, what does it take for people to understand? It's like, you know. I told my wife, I said, even being vaccinated, and if they do lift the mandate, like in airports and stuff, I'm still going to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. On I'm the still going to wear my mask. That's I'm still going to wear a mask in the airport because it's just like, yeah. I want to protect myself. And it, God forbid I had something. I want to protect people the around other people, me. Exactly. That's, I, 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 we I just, just, just don't understand people's thought process. And like, it's really not that difficult. It, it's just not. I, you know, I don't think that there are enough vaccine appointments in the next couple of weeks to, for us to worry about too much about vaccine mandates. I'm right. almost like, Let's stop talking about that for a little bit, because I actually think that mm. it fuels a lot of the anti-vaccine sentiment. Um, uh, I think that what we should focus on is if it's right for you, get vaccinated. Right. Yeah. The, um, Pfizer and Moderna vaccines are incredibly safe yep. and incredibly effective. Right. When we talk about home runs, literally, and I've seen the entire COVID. Can't treatment, beat it. We have not had a home run for COVID until these vaccines. And do your education. Out. Listen yeah. to something like yourself yeah. and, and do your education and make I'm the decision for here. yourself. Yeah. yeah. Not exactly. predicated on everybody else's But I think decision. that's the problem. And that's why everybody yeah. has so much confusion instead of being able to make a decision.
decision and, and I'm a part of that too, listening to fear and in my own fear. Uh, one quick question before we wrap up. Nicole Anderson said, Dr. Meta, I have an autoimmune RA. Mm-hmm. Nothing has been said about how people with this disease and also taking a lots of biologics are going to respond to the shot. Yeah, so that's a very specific question. RA, rheumatoid, rheumatoid arthritis, arthritis. Yeah, It's an autoimmune condition. There are a lot of autoimmune conditions out there. In some of the clinical trials, there were people that were on auto, had autoimmune conditions. Um, and at, as of now, and I'm not talking about Johnson & Johnson because we're learning more about that. Right. There is no evidence that the Pfizer or Moderna vaccine worsen autoimmune conditions. For people that are taking medications that weaken their immune system, mm. um, and that's what people who are, have autoimmune conditions uh, usually take, um, there is a chance that the vaccines could be slightly less effective. And there are oh. some really unique medications that could interfere with how the vaccines work. That's a conversation to have with your um, your, your physician. Right. The vast majority of uh, medications that weaken your immune system for autoimmune conditions, really, you know, you can take the vaccine and not worry about it. Maybe instead of 95% effective, it's 80% effective. Okay. Still amazing. But it's still effective. It's still more than what it Right. And when you're dealing with something like RA, you yeah. want to have some sort of protection. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. Sure. So it's a great question. Yeah. Um, and I think that these vac- these vaccines were studied in really diverse populations. Yeah. And now, even after the clinical trials, we know that probably hundreds of thousands of people with autoimmune conditions have received them very safely. That's interesting. And not having any know. sort of sides I mean, or anything really like that. Nothing, out of, nothing right. out of the ordinary, right? Nothing out of the ordinary. It's not that they don't have side effects. They don't have un- unexpected side effects. Un- un- out of the ordinary. Exactly. Right. All right. Sounds good. Dr. Meta from Denver Health, thank you so much for stopping by thank today. Thank you very much. I'll tell you this. You definitely helped me out. Okay, great. So I'm going to go home and talk with my family. No, we're not. We're going to go right over to Walgreens and get our shot right now. Pfizer and Moderna. That's right. You don't have to tell anybody else what you decide to do exactly it just seems to be like there's a conversation like how are you doing today is no more how you're doing it's just like hey april are you vaccinated vaccination like you know and it's like hey that's kind of personal but but that's the conversation people are having so if you had any questions we hope that we answered all your questions today with dr meta from denver health we so appreciate you for stopping by thank Thank you you so much you guys have definitely helped put a blanket on me so hopefully that'll help our podcast listeners and anybody out here in the mile high city that are listening thank you guys thanks so much Follow Big Dave's Power Half Hour on social media at Big Dave's Power Half Hour. Join us next week for another episode dedicated to getting you healthier mentally, physically, and emotionally. It's Big Dave's Power Half Hour, hosted by Tasha Makia. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 